Welcome to Enjoying the Journey with Evangelist Scott Pauling. Today, we are on a journey through Scripture. We hope you'll join us as we make 66 stops through each book of the Word of God. We view life in the past, the present, and the future. And now with God, there is no past, present, and future. He is the I am. He is in the great eternal now. We, we're bound by time. He's not bound by time. But the beautiful truth in application to us is that God is the God of the past. He's the God of the present. And He's the God of the future. We're journeying through Chronicles. And we've come now to Second Chronicles, which picks up where the former book left off. Ezra is still writing, and he's writing to those who are coming back out of the Babylonian captivity. They've been exiled for 70 years. They've been away from their homes. They've been away from everything that's familiar. Their temple is gone. Their throne is gone. And God repeats so many things in Chronicles that they knew, that they had heard, that were written in other places because He wants to remind them that He has not changed. He wants to remind them that He is still on the throne, that He's still at work and that His promises are still true. Now when you come to 2 Chronicles, we see the rest of the story. You'll remember that 1 Chronicles left off with David reigning. Well, 2 Chronicles picks up with chapters 1-9 through with the reign of his son Solomon. Chapter 10 then tells us about the rebellion of the ten tribes. You remember the division of the kingdom into Israel and Judah. And then chapters 11 through the rest of the book at least through chapter 36 and verse 16, and I'll come back to that thought in a moment, give us the reign of the kings of Judah. Now there were a few good kings, but the bottom line is that most of these kings did what they wanted to do. And the priest and the kings and the people all sinned against God until finally the Bible says there was no remedy. You know, there comes a point where God just gives people up to what they want and judgment has to come. And that's exactly what you find in this story of the kings of Judah. And God chronicles all of that yet again. But why does He rehash all of that? Why, why go back through all of it? Well, basically, there, there are two threads woven through the chronicles, woven through the story, like an unbroken chain. There is man's failure and God's faithfulness. There is the fact that man is constantly sinning against the Lord and God is constantly showing mercy. The great theme or message of the book is this, what you do with God will determine what God does with you. It's almost as if in 1 Chronicles, God cries out, I'm for you. And in 2 Chronicles, God asks, are you with me? You see, God has never changed. He loves you with an everlasting love. He he wants the best for you. He has great thoughts and plans for you. But we must determine whether we want that or not. We must learn from history and determine and decide today that we desire what God desires for us. That's the great message of Chronicles, deciding what you will do with the Lord. Let me give it to you in two scriptures from this book of Second Chronicles. One is famous and the other is not quite as well known, but... If you compare them to each other, they're the same message. One is given to an individual king. 
In 2 Chronicles chapter 15, verse 1, the Bible says, And the Spirit of God came upon Azariah the son of Oded, and he went out to meet Asa, and said unto him, Hear ye me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you while ye be with him. And if ye seek him, he will be found of you. But if ye forsake him, he will forsake you. What's the message? What you do with God determines what God does with you. God is responding to your response to Him. He's not going to force Himself on you. He's not going to make you. He doesn't violate human will. Oh, He may work to draw and to convict. He'll send messengers uh, like this prophet Azariah. The Spirit of the Lord will move on your heart. The Word of God will speak. But you must choose. You must make your own decision. And then you must live with the consequences of that. What's the other scripture? Well, a famous verse written to the entire nation in 2 Chronicles 7, 14. We love to quote it, but have you applied it? If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Oh, my friend, God always does His part. The question is, will we do our part? God always keeps His word. The question is, will we obey His word? Will we do the very thing God calls on us to do? Will we humble ourselves? Will we pray? Will we seek His face? You see, when you come to the end of Second Chronicles, I said to you that God details the reign of these kings of Judah through chapter 36 and verse 16, and He does. But if you turn to the end of 2 Chronicles, you'll find out that verse 16 is not the end of the story. No, he picks up in verses 17 through 21 and tells us about the ravaging of the people. He tells us how they lost their families and their fortune and their freedom. He reminds them of their Babylonian captivity. Now remember, they've just come back from it. It's fresh in their minds, and yet he's reviewing it again. Why? He's saying to them, look, just because you've returned doesn't mean you can't wander yet again. Robert Robinson wrote that famous hymn, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. And I'm thinking now of that one phrase, prone to wander. Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart. Oh, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. And Second Chronicles ends with them returning to Jerusalem. It ends with Cyrus, king of Persia, sending them back. A wicked pagan king referred to as God the anointed. Friend, God can use anybody anytime he wants to. The Bible says the wrath of men he uses to praise him and the remainder he restrains. God used Cyrus to bring them back into the land of promise. And here they stand at the close of the book, looking at the ruins thinking on their past, examining their present. Why? Because God is getting them ready for their future. You see, Chronicles is not just a chronicle of the past. Oh, it does that. It's not just an examination of their present condition, though it brings us to that. It is a bridge to their future. You see, the book of Chronicles is the first of four books known as post-exile books, books written after the exile, after the people returned. They are Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, and Esther. And it's interesting to see how they build on each other. Chronicles looks back in retrospect of all of the history of God and His people. Ezra restores the temple 
Nehemiah reconstructs the walls of Jerusalem. Esther details the rescue of God's people from, from ruin and destruction. What is God saying to His people? He's saying to them, you've had quite a history, but now you have a new beginning. You're standing on the threshold of everything I have for you. As someone very profoundly said, today is the first day of the rest of your life. And indeed it is. You can't go back and change yesterday. You can only learn from it. And you have this moment where you stand, but the present is not just about the present. It's about the future. And I want to say to you that God has great things planned for all of us. For Israel, oh yes, God's not through with Israel. And the church is not Israel, but God has great things in store for us as well. Eye hath not seen, ear hath not heard, neither has entered into the heart of men the things that God hath prepared for them that love Him. The great lesson of Chronicles is this. God loves you and God is for you. He has a great future planned for you, but you must decide for yourself what you will do with the Lord. Friend, did you know that the purpose of the Bible is not to know the Bible, the facts, the people, the places, but instead the purpose of the Bible is to know God. Do you know Him? Do you know that God has already done everything necessary for you to know Him? Jesus Christ, God's Son, died on the cross and rose again from the dead to pay for your sin debt. It is our prayer that you will trust Jesus today. If you'd like additional help in your Christian life, be sure to visit our website, scottpauley.org. Among the many resources we have available, we're excited to make available to you a Journey Through Scripture daily Bible reading plan. This will be a tremendous help in our current study. Until next time, may God help you to enjoy the journey.